Before we hop into it, I want to give a quick shout out to Isaac G, the winner of my Founder FaceTime giveaway. Isaac is an amazing business builder. We've actually met in person once, but we caught up and him and I spoke about everything from professional development to a book that Nate Silver, the famous sports analyst wrote to a podcast episode on Tim Ferriss's show. It was an awesome conversation. I think we were supposed to talk for 20 minutes. We ended up speaking for an hour and it just made me feel so excited about the engagement and quality of the Founders Journal community. So not only do I feel great momentum coming out of this conversation, but I just can't wait to chat with more Founders Journal listeners over the coming days and months. Now, onto the show. What's up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and executive chairman of Morning Brew. Welcome back to Founders Journal, my personal audio diary, where I give you, the business builder, the tools you need to think better in order to build better, whether that's building a business, a team, or a new product. This is a follow-up to last episode where we established that evaluating your decisions in life is a really, really important thing in order to be intellectually honest about your thought process and then improving on it. Remember, you make 35,000 decisions a day. Some of them are really important. Why not have a process for knowing how good you are at making decisions? And as promised, at the end of last episode, I wanna give you a tool for taking an honest and repeatable approach to how you evaluate major decisions you make in your professional or personal life. With that, let's hop into it. What I'm about to share with you is a simple but profound tool that I really have yet to see anyone talk about beyond three amazing thinkers whose works I've read over the last few years. The tool is called a decision journal, and as the name implies, it's a way of journaling big decisions you make in your life in a consistent but simple way. Just to give you a little bit, a little bit of background on this technique before walking you through exactly how to do it, decision journaling was first introduced by Daniel Kahneman. Some of you may recognize that name. He's the author of the social psychology book called Thinking Fast and Slow. He's also a Nobel Prize winning economist. And from my understanding in researching this episode, he never actually studied economics. He was actually a psychology guy who just was incredible at thinking about macroeconomics. Just a, a, an interesting side note. So the story goes that Mike Mobison, who is a legendary investor, he's also a professor, he was meeting with Daniel Kahneman for the first time, and he asked Kahneman, what is the number one thing that an investor can do to improve their performance in investing? And without hesitation, Danny Kahneman responded, go to a local drugstore, buy a very cheap notebook, and start keeping track of your decisions. That is it. Kahneman went on to walk Mobison through the act of decision journaling. That's what I'm going to do for you now. So here's how it goes. You're going to grab a notebook, you're going to turn to a blank page, and you're going to put the date in the top right corner of the page. Then what you're going to do next is you're going to put a date below that date, still in the top right corner, with the date at which you're going to review your decision. It's kind of arbitrary, but basically, based on the decision you're making, you just want to evaluate a point in time in the future when you're going to look back on this decision that you think you've given it enough time to play out that you can adequately tell whether the decision was in fact a good one. Usually when I make big decisions, I pick either three months or six months out 
And so what you're going to do now, right, is you have a blank piece of paper. You have today's date on the top right. Right below that, you have a second date, which is the date of review. What you're going to do is for every decision journal entry you do, you're going to write down five things in this order. And I'm going to give you an example as we go through it. The first thing that you're going to write down is the decision. So in two to three sentences, you're going to describe the decision you're making as specifically as possible. An example for me would be my decision is I'm going to switch Founders Journal from being a three time per week to five time per week podcast starting on May 17th, 2021. This isn't actually true. It's just illustrative. But what I wanted you to see was it's super specific and it's super compact. Switching the show, Founders Journal, from three days a week to five days a week starting on May 17th, 2021. It is impossible to misperceive what the decision is. Next, the second thing you're going to write down is the desired outcome of your decision in two to three sentences. So let's use my example again. My hope is that by making the podcast five days a week or daily, it will become a daily habit for my listeners, which will not only lead to more downloads, but also more unique listeners in general, because the show will spread through word of mouth because it has now become a habit. Third, after writing down your decision and your desired outcome, I'm going to write down why I believe the desired outcome will happen based on the thought that I put into the decision. So using my example again, what I would write down is, I believe that it's really hard to create a habit for people unless you are serving them daily. And when you create a habit for someone, it is way more likely that they become passionate about you because you become indispensable to them. At three days per week, I'm not achieving habit right now, but at five days a week, I believe I can achieve habit. And I have learned that lesson through a daily newsletter and morning brew that is five days a week, not three days a week. So that's the third thing. Now we've written down the decision, the desired outcome I have from the decision, and why I believe the desired outcome is going to happen based on the thought that I've put into the decision. Fourth, what you're going to write down is if the desired outcome of your decision doesn't happen, what are all of the consequences that could happen as a result? Using my example again, this is what I would write. In the case of my decision, consequences could include one, people feeling content paralysis because there's simply too much content for them to consume and they don't have enough time. Two, the quality of the content could get worse if we're not only adding two more episodes, but also there's less time for research and scripting. And three, it could also hurt my ability to be effective as the executive chairman of Morning Brew if now, because we've increased the number of episodes per week on this show, it means that more of my time has to be dedicated to Founders Journal, which means time that I couldn't be allocating to other parts of our business. The fifth and final thing that you're going to write down is how you feel at the time of the decision. The purpose of this one is to understand what sort of patterns you can recognize in your past decisions based on the emotions that you felt at the time of making your decision. So in my example, at the time of making this decision, I feel happy with a tiny bit of anxiety. Again, the whole idea here is in the future, when you look back on this decision, you have a specific and factual take on the decision you made and how you felt at the time of making that decision. So just to recap quickly, a decision journal, you're including the date you wrote it. You are journaling on the day you make the decision, not after the fact. You're writing down a date in the future that you plan on reviewing it. My 
typical go-to is three or six months in the future. And then you're writing down five things, the decision, the desired outcome, why you believe the desired outcome will happen, the consequences that could happen if your desired outcome of your decision does not happen, and fifth, what your feelings were at the time of making that decision. And that's it. That is the process for decision journaling. My hope is that just from listening to this show that you've built up trust for the things that I recommend to you and you're taking my word for it. But I also want to actually give you some of the why. Like why is this process of decision journaling so powerful? And my hope is that by hearing some of these things, it will make you seriously consider making decision journaling a habit in your professional life at the very least. In my mind, there are three reasons. The first, decision journaling is super simple, but super powerful. The biggest mistake that people make when they're trying to establish new habits or behaviors in their lives is doing too much. If you spend a ton of time and consideration around every decision you make in your life, you're going to end up being demotivated to continue decision journaling. You'll do it a few times and then you'll stop it. The best part of this practice is it's effective because it's simple and approachable. The second reason is decision journaling prevents hindsight bias. No matter what decision you make and no matter what outcome you see from your decision, you will always look back on your decisions in a subjective way. By definition, our memories are skewed in life. And depending on who you are, you're going to have a tendency to over or underestimate the role that you played in impacting a decision. I generally find there are two types of people. The first is the non-self-aware. This is the person who over-attributes the outcome of a decision to external factors if something doesn't go as planned, and they over-attribute the outcome of a decision to themselves if something does go as planned. Then on the flip side, you have the hyper-self-aware. This is the person who over-attributes an outcome of a decision to themselves if something doesn't go as planned, and then they over-attribute the outcome of a decision to external factors if it does go as planned. Either way, people always have hindsight bias. It is a fact. And so this is a process for working hindsight bias out of your decision-making process moving forward. The third and final powerful part of decision journaling is that it's a forced function for thinking decisions through today, not just in the future. The great part of this is that journaling doesn't just help you recount your decision when you revisit it three months or six months from now. It also forces you to be thoughtful in your decision-making today. It makes you think about what outcome you want, and if that outcome doesn't happen from your decision, what are the potential consequences of things not going your way? And so when you think about it, it's not just a great tool for making your decisions better in the future after you've reviewed how a certain decision went. It's also a force function for making your decision-making clearer today. And that's decision journaling. It is simple, but it's effective. It holds you accountable to make clear decisions and accurately evaluate the quality of them moving forward. And as always, thank you so much for listening to Founders Journal. We have set an incredibly ambitious goal for this month of hitting 100,000 downloads. Just a few months ago, we were at four figures of downloads. We're talking about hitting six figures this month. And the only way we're gonna be able to do it is with your help. If you're not subscribed to the podcast on Apple yet, it would mean the world to me if you hit that subscribe button. And if you listen to the show on Spotify, smash the follow button instead of subscribe. And if you genuinely love this podcast and you want others in your family, your friends, your coworkers to benefit from it, 
please let them know about the show as well. This type of thing, this word of mouth spread truly moves the needle to help grow the show moving forward. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next episode. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.